Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Comet's Tale podcast. Uh, this is our second episode of the 23-24 school year. I am Michael Klein, the superintendent of schools here at North Polk. And I'm Hunter Plesher, communications director. On this episode, we are joined by two members of our district leadership team. Mr. Matthew Blackmore serves as the district director of student services. And Mr. Matthias Eichhorn, our high school activities director. So we have uh, named this one the Southside Mats um, because... Both of these gentlemen hail from the south side of Chicago. Uh, so welcome and Go thanks Sox. for joining us today. That's right, baby. Go Sox. I heard that. I <laughs> yeah, heard that there. Yeah. I like that. Got to get that in there. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Well, we got just a handful of questions here, but feel free to reciprocate and we will uh, answer any questions you may have for us uh, as we go today. So... Um, both of you uh, actively involved in, in athletics uh, growing up. Um, what was one of your favorite high school sports memories that you can share with us on this <laughs> podcast that is being recorded right now and being shared out? Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm the elder statesman here. I've got uh, Icorn by about four years. And, uh, you know, I went to Lockport Township High School. It's about 30 miles southwest of Soldier Field. Uh, and, and Matt went to Victor J. Andrew High School, probably about 20 miles southwest of, of Soldier Field. And, uh, you know, one of the things when we get together and start talking, we start talking baseball, like high school baseball was a big deal for us. Yeah. I got to play for a legend in uh, Jimmy Hall, and uh, you got to play for Frank Gasner. And I'll let yep. you talk about Coach, yep. Coach yep. Gasner here in a second. But the baseball duels that we would have between Lockport and, and Andrew, those Thunderbolts, were, um, were, were for the ages. Oftentimes it was for the conference championship um, the Sika West when I was there, and I think it moved over to Sika Blue, which is a South Interconference Association. Yeah, that was South Side and Interconference Association. If yeah, I was Sika West as well, so Sika West. Okay, so um, but just uh, I mean, you're talking about gritty blue collar guys. Uh, you know, uh, the the dads are ready to go at it in the stands if there's a bad call. Um, you know, just the color of the uniforms. We were maroon and gold. These guys were black and gold, and. Uh, you know, it was. It was always playing. It was playing to win a title or win a championship, and um, there was no love loss between the two schools at the time. Um, and and this was baseball. And then obviously we'd see each other on the gridiron as well as is in basketball too. And um, yeah, I just think you know I go back and I think about uh, you know running out a ground ball for Coach Hall, being scared of what Coach Hall might say. <laughs> uh, I can't even imagine on your side of it, but uh, it was win at all costs. And uh, and I know the way that I grew up, just like you, Maddie. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to bring our lunch pail and, and show up and show out and, and give our best effort, win or lose. And, and most of the time it was a win against Andrew, but there were some losses in there. Well, too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in in my four years of high school. So we're going to count freshman year baseball, then sophomore year baseball and then varsity. The, the, the next two years, we were 0 and 8 against Lockport. We never I never beat never beat Lockport for whatever reason. They were our. You know, my 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 junior year, we were we were state runner ups. We had four losses. Two of them were to Lockport. Like we just yeah. we couldn't yeah. figure out how to how to beat that in my in my time frame. But uh, I will say, in in my uh, my high school career, uh, playing for for Coach Ganser and and the Thunderbolts of Andrew, um, you know, I got called up to to varsity my sophomore year, and we made it to state, and we were we. We placed fifth, and then we were state runner-up my junior year, and then we finished third my senior year. So just knowing that the year was always going to end at being at the state tournament and, and getting a trophy and being part of that, and um, there's a rich uh, uh, history of uh, Andrew uh, baseball players going on and playing at the next level. Um, you know, I think my 
between my sophomore and senior year, I think I played with, and this was just on my own team, like 12 guys that were drafted at one point or another. Like my catcher, the catcher my uh, that was in my grade class, Nick Tresniak, was drafted 51st overall by the Padres. We'd go out to, to games and they would sit. There would be scouts just waiting yeah. for us because no one would run on them. Yeah. And so they had to watch him throw in, in pregame, right, and get his yeah. timing. And then uh, uh, because of that, my best friend, Garrett Jones, ended up getting drafted by, by the Braves because there were scouts at every single one of our games. And so just, just really cool. To Baseball be towns. Into, Softball yeah. towns, too. Yeah. Softball yeah. was tremendous. You talk about, you know, best memory, although I love baseball. My, for me, it was football. We were terrible. We were awful in football. Uh, we won one game in two years, my junior, senior year. And it was against another school in your district. So the way that – Illinois works a little bit different than Iowa. Iowa here, your K-12 school district, oftentimes wearing the, the same colors and the same mascot. But in Illinois, it's much different. You could have an elementary school district and then transition over to a different middle school district or junior high, as we call it, junior high, and then do a high school district. Well, District 230, where, um, where Matt grew up, had Victor J. Andrew High School, the Thunderbolts. You had Carl Sandberg, the Eagles, and then you had Amos Alonzo Stagg, uh, the Chargers, okay? <laughs> Well, we actually beat Stag my senior year, and we thought it was like the Super Bowl. We were so excited <laughs> that we actually won a game. Uh, we won that over at Stag. So out of those three District 230 schools, Andrew was a powerhouse. Sandberg was a powerhouse. You know, we got Stag that year. Um, and then it was – I was fortunate enough, and we'll maybe talk about it later, but I got to come back and teach at my high school That's at cool. Lockport and then win a couple state yeah. championships, which was really cool. But, you know, just the feeling of um, persevering, getting over the top, and getting getting an initial win, just like you talked about. And, and baseball was a struggle against Lockport. For us, it was just putting points on the board. But, you know, never giving up and having that attitude mm -hmm. of, um, you know, even though things didn't go my way today, maybe tomorrow's the day. Yeah. It finally happened for me, and I remember that like yesterday. There you go. Yeah. How about you? Same. Same. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I never played football, so and I played some basketball, but that you know I was not very good at that sport. I'll tell you that. Um, baseball was was it, and just just making the memories and and working hard and knowing that uh, <clears throat> you were doing it for for your your teammates and guy next to you, and and that's what the coaches instilled in us all the time. So yeah. All right, well, we're gonna stick with the Chicago theme here. Um, what is the farthest away mile wise you've ever heard someone say that they were from Chicago, <laughs> but really it was a far reaching suburb of, of the town. I love how you reference uh, soldier field as the point of, of Chicago. That's for our listeners. Yeah. Um, everything is, I mean, I don't, everywhere in the city is an hour away. Like, Hey, we're, oh, it's, it takes about an hour. It takes about an hour. Yeah. 45, 45 no minutes doubt. an hour. No doubt. It takes an hour. That's a great question. Um, and I want to know because Matt's going to talk about Milliken here. He went to he went to college in Central Illinois. I went to St. Ambrose on the good side of the Mississippi <laughs> River in Davenport. I remember meeting people in the Quad Cities who were from Moline. They're like, "Yeah, I just, I'm just 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 a little way outside of Chicago." And I went to Moline High School, home of the Maroons. I'm like, what? "That's like five minutes from here." And and. And in Soldier Field's 175 miles away, so yeah, I don't, I don't know about that, you know. But I do think, as you know, I consider myself a Chicagoan. Is that when you say I'm from Chicago, then you have to follow up with, well, where in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. And you know, much like Matt and I, when we first met years back, once you find out somebody's from the same area as you, you kind of gravitate towards them. There's the South Side, the West Side, and the North Side. We don't care much for the West or the North Side, because <laughs> uh, South Siders are Sox fans. They're like I said, blue collar, and, yeah. and we have much more of a connection, especially when it comes to food too. So. 
Um, but how about you? I don't know. I, I think it was Moline is what I remember. Yeah. I don't know if I know an exact town. I know like Rockford, you know, yeah. DeKalb. I mean, those ways are a little the ways out there. But yeah. the whole thing, like when I, I went to school at Milliken in Decatur and be like, hey, where are you from? If I said Tinley Park, people would be like, where's that? And then you'd have to say Chicago anyway. So you might as well just start with that and then say Chicago roughly about 30 minutes south and yeah. then just go from there. So and then and then usually get the well you're not really Chicago then you're a suburb well yeah but no one knows Tinley Park yeah. right so yeah. it's just it's just easier to say Chicago but that's a that is a valid fair question there well I was talking to someone and they're like yeah we went to a soccer tournament just outside of Chicago I'm like oh where was it I was in Rockford I'm like Rockford is not near <laughs> Chicago at all <laughs> yeah that's a stretch that's yes. uh now you're just trying to get brownie points or something I don't yeah know, but... we'll get that with with the Des Moines area but it's it's so much worse. Yeah. Oh. Well, and Hunter, doesn't it make sense if you're traveling, you know, and you're outside of the Midwest, for example, and somebody asks you where you're from, you're going to say Des Moines. That would be appropriate. Yeah. Um, but I think locally, when you are in the Midwest, for you to to claim that you're from Chicago and you're <laughs> over 150 miles away, shame on you. I feel like if you're a suburb, if you're considered, if a you're suburb, a burb, right? I think you could say. You know, I I used to always say too, like. Uh, you know, growing up, there's two there's two papers. There's the Tribune, owned by the Cubs. <laughs> nope, no thanks. <laughs> or the Sun Times. Um, if your high school's in the newspaper, then you're Chicago school. That's how I used to always say it. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. Like it. Yeah. yeah, if you're reporting on us, or if we make Channel Five, Channel Seven, Channel Two News, good or bad. Yep. And then you're part of <laughs> you're part of the city. So we're officially Des Moines now because uh, we're printing our minutes from our school board. Meeting uh, that's right in the register. This there we week. go. That's right. So there we go. Used to be the Tri County Time. <laughs> Tri County Times only gets published like once a week. So. <laughs> Moving up. Yeah. All right, Hunter, you got the next one. Okay, so I don't know how often you get to go back and visit your alma mater, your Chicago land area, uh, but a big piece of Chicago is food. So when you go back, what are the three must-eat places? Oh gosh. We're going to limit this to three. All right. Three. You start three. because yeah. we had some really good texts going oh, yeah. on Thanksgiving. When oh, we yeah. I was just – I just went back and visited Thanksgiving, and there's always there, – there's three places. Well, gosh dang. Can I do three? All right. So – You can make honorable mention. Okay, okay. So – team all-conference. Yeah, team yeah. All-conference. So, so Portillo's, hands down. Portillo's. Number one? Oh, gosh dang. Yes. There's no place around here that matches – the hot dogs of Portillo's. So even, I mean, Davenport's got one. So I've been tweeting at Portillo's since Davenport got one to get us one here in Des Moines. There's enough Chicago people. I mean, I could we could say we're from we're a suburb of Chicago and Des Moines, right? So might as well just do that. And, and for the listeners, it's important for you to know a Chicago-style hot dog is a poppy seed bun. Correct. With a Vienna beef uh, yep. hot dog. Yep. It kind of snaps when you, when you bite into it. Yep. Uh, pickle relish. Well, two, I don't do any of that. Two tomatoes. <laughs> I get crazy. Yellow mustard. <laughs> two sport peppers. A long pickle on top, yeah. and then you dust it with celery salt. Celery salt. That's right. And friends, mm, even mom can't make. And one you egg. can't. I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> places in Chicago. You can't even ask for ketchup on it. They won't give it to you. Uh, those are fighting words. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. You put nice. ketchup on a hot oh, dog, yeah. you lose friends. Yes. It's, it's very. It goes it is, you're, you're I won't talk wrong. to you. I'll you're be honest with you. And you know it's funny because my kids will start putting hot dog or ketchup on their hot dogs. I don't talk to them the rest of the yeah. day. I got no time for that. Yeah, I, I don't even tell my kids that that's something that you're able to do. It's embarrassing. So, yeah. so it's embarrassing. I, okay. I, I, I like I, yeah, I like I like my hot dogs plain. Put some French fries on it. That's how I eat them. Okay, but, so that brings up 
Yeah, a lot of places. Yeah, Gina Jutes. Bingo. Uh, Gina, Gina Jutes. Jutes. Talk to me. That, that they put it on there. Yep. There's somebody's job at this place that all they do is cut fresh potatoes. Boom. Done. That's all they do. So, but yeah, that's a good they place. Jam them on the hot dog. Yep. Bar. Yep. What kind of a degree do you need to be the potato? Uh, uh well, you you your your right or left arm has to be pretty jacked because that's all you do. Yep. Slicing <laughs> and dicing. That's right. Does that person still have all ten digits on? I don't know. That's a that's a great question too. Sure. Yeah, they have to switch that out. Uh, number two is definitely Lou Malnati's best pizza place in Chicago. Lou Malnati's. So uh, always have to have uh, Lou's pizza or buy some frozen ones and bring them back. And then number three, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of do this three A three B. So three A's uh, Maggiano's, right? Maggiano's, great. Yep, great. So I worked there for four years. Oak yep. Brook, yeah, good stuff. And then uh, three three B's. There's a uh, a barbecue place uh, right near my parents' house called the Patio. Best mm-hmm. best ribs I've ever had. Do they have a so, nice patio? Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's like three or four of them around. Yeah, best best ribs that that I've I've ever. My eaten. mouth's watering. Yes, yeah. patio right yeah. o- right off of Harlem. Right? Yeah, there's, yeah. A, Harlem there's a good Harlem patio Harlem. over there too. Um, yeah, and if you get together with anybody else, you're like, hey, what are you thinking? Patio tonight? Patio? Yeah, mm. we're getting ribs. Done deal. Boom. Yep. And you're yep. getting fries and ribs and yep. all the good yep. stuff that comes with it too. So those are those are my places, and then I'll throw out there just one, just a uh, a smaller restaurant right by the United Center, Tofano's. Oh yeah, Vernon Park Tap. Yeah. That place is phenomenal. Uh, it was on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives at one point. Um, it's a family friend um, that, of my grandpa from way back in the day. Uh, it's been in their family for oh, I don't know how many ever years, and that food is just fantastic. So I'd throw that one out there. What do they serve? Italian food. Oh. Yep, yep. And then I'm just going to be my mom makes the best uh, the best lasagna so i don't eat lasagna anywhere but my mom, my mom's house so that's it okay i don't i don't trust anybody else's lasagna <laughs> <laughs> thanks mom so hopefully on that uh, the traveling uh, admin so what, no one makes lasagna for okay. the viewers context mr icorn's palate is quite limited <laughs> <laughs> yes that that is also accurate that is also accurate that's a good point but you did a you did a great job you brought up some great places i would echo all of those for sure uh magianos uh, they have a rigatoni chicken D with a California Marcella white wine sauce. Forget about it. It's awesome with a tiramisu at the end. I feel like you've worked some espresso. <laughs> Top notch. Uh, I do a disservice to myself. My best friend growing up, Tommy Gatz, his parents owned Submarine City on 143rd and LaGrange Road. Yeah. So Sub City was kind of your original wet. It was like a Jersey Mike's, but but you know more Chicago style. They had a depth charge sandwich that was this big fries diet coke after high school games we'd always go over to sub city hang out uh, a lot of good things went down there sometimes some other things went down there that's just part of it too but um you know really the food scene kind of probably the biggest thing i miss matt is that depending on what you had a flavor for that day you could have anything within you know a mile of where you're at if you wanted pizza if you wanted hot dogs yep. if you wanted a beef sandwich you know if i went to portillo's i'm getting a combo hot wet with jardinier what does that mean that means i just ordered a beef sandwich on vienna french bread with an italian sausage i'm going to dip that in the au jus sauce and i'm going to dance it up with hot peppers jardinier wrap it up in foil forget about it it's yeah. so good you know and then the fries and and then a cake shake right about the cake shake 
Right. So they take a piece of chocolate cake, they jam it in <laughs> the ice cream, they blend it up, and then every bite's got ice cream and, and, and Real cream healthy. too. They don't blend it too much. No, they like to leave it a little chunky. You've had it before, had Mr. It before. Klein. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Back in Davenport. How about uh, El Famous Burrito? Well, okay. <laughs> now, I was saving that one for last. Oh, my fault. My fault. El Famous Burrito is in the home of Tinley Park, right off of uh, 159th in Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not too far from I-80 if you're getting off the interstate there. Football-sized burritos change your life. These things are monsters. Uh, back in the day, back in the mid-'90s, they were 5 bucks a burrito. I don't know what they are today, yeah, I but know. I tell you, you say it, and I just get I just oh, get yeah. a little excited. Yep. Yep. So El Famous Burrito, too. Drove was, fast it the other day. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, just yeah. looking right at oh, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You probably should stop. <laughs> so, yeah, the food scene is really good, You know, whether you want to dine in or if it's fast food. You know, it's funny. Uh, even to this day, I really don't think about, like, well, I want to stop at a fast food place because I'd rather stop at a, a mom-and-pop shop, right? Mm-hmm. Something like a family-owned restaurant if you can because the quality is going to be so much better. But No doubt. Hopefully we'll get a Portillo's out here. I know there's one yeah. in Bettendorf. That's Davenport. Davenport area. Yeah. So the Quad Cities. Yeah, yeah. yeah Quad yeah. Cities. For sure. Maybe. We'll Hopefully. see. All right, so I'm pretty sure I know uh, uh, Matthias's answer on this one here. But pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? <laughs> I feel like that's like ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, ooh. I won't be a part of it. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I don't want anything I'm out. to do with it. That's why my wife and I actually prefer prefer Giordano's over Lou Malnati's because we like pineapple on pizza. And my wife, Lou, doesn't even have the pineapple. No, yeah, but you're not going to get it yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my wife's saying, well, she'll eat pineapple on pizza, but it, it does not belong there. Now, we did celebrate uh, Michael's birthday this morning, and we had breakfast pizza. Now, I'll tell you this. I didn't ever have breakfast pizza until I moved to Iowa. Ever. Did you? Nope. I mean, that's an nope. Iowa thing. Didn't even know it existed. Yeah. They put, they're putting eggs on there and sausage on a pizza, and I think it's absolutely it's amazing. Delicious. Yeah, it is. And when I tell friends and family back home about breakfast pizza, they're like, that doesn't make sense. Why, why would anybody do it that? It doesn't. It doesn't. Because there's also, like, the, the liquid cheese on there, you know? There's definitely <laughs> It that. is liquid cheese. I know. You can it's get so it all good. day long, too. Not just served that breakfast. Right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think yeah, Casey's shout does out a good to job Casey's. Absolutely. Yeah, Casey's has, has done a great job with that, so. Very good. All right. Well, we'll start getting into uh, the professional questions here. What what made you guys get into the field of education? Good. Yeah, I think simply for me, uh, my high school football coach, Brett Coy, um, I got to meet him going into my senior year was his first year. Uh, I saw the way that he came to work every day, the way that he dressed, the way that he taught. He was our math teacher, my math teacher. Uh, he was all business. Uh, he was a younger guy getting in the game. Uh, and he just kind of emulated the things that I wanted to be as, you know, going into college and then coming out of college and being a young man and being a husband and, and a father. And I just saw myself, you know, like him, like George Chart, another, another football coach of mine, Coach Hall, I played baseball for. Uh, and I think it's those role models that really have a lasting impact on, you know, what, what kind of success you're going to have in life and how you're going to deal with adversity and how you're going to deal with success. And I think, you know, like I said, I was lucky enough to come back after college and teach and coach at my high school and coach with the guys that I once played for. And that, you know, that's one of the greatest gifts I've ever had in life was to go from player to coach and be in the locker room and start scheming and strategizing, scouting, um, to win championships, to lose tough games, but to, you know, to learn on how to deal with all those, uh, those parts of life. I think that's, uh, that's the reason that even today, now that we obviously don't work together or whatnot, but those are the things that stay with me, you know, uh, as my career has kind of evolved and, and moved over here to Iowa and, and all the different roles I've had. It's those are the things that are my core traits. Those are my core values that that stick with me. Yeah. Okay. So state championship ring, you got one. 
I have two state championship rings from coaching, and I have a state championship ring as as a former athletic director at Ankeny High School. We won five state titles the year I was the AD. So where, softball, baseball, football, co-ed golf, girls soccer. Where are these rings currently at? I, in I have them. I'll bring them to school tomorrow. Well, I didn't know if they were on the mantle with like a spotlight <laughs> on them. No, I mean the two the two from Lockport are very special to me, um, and so uh, yeah, they yep they're up for show at home, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool when you win it all. You get you get the you get the bling. You get the bling. Bling it up. Yeah. Uh, for me, like I did going through college, it wasn't really in the cards for me to be in, in education. If I'm being honest, right? I. Uh, I was a communication major, wanted to be on uh, uh, the radio or, or TV doing some sports broadcasting, and um, and I was playing baseball at the time and didn't really think about uh, what the future was going to hold because I was just having a good time and, and playing college baseball, right? And then uh, you graduate and you move back to Chicago, which is the third largest uh, TV market, and no one wants to hire somebody that has zero experience, right? So... Uh, what I did, just similar, similarly to to Matthew over here, is uh, I started coaching baseball at Andrew, um, and absolutely just fell in love with that side of things and wanted to be around baseball, and wanted to be around uh, 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 kids and and building relationships and and, and how to make them uh, better people. And from there, I reached out to my college baseball coach and said, "Hey, I'd love to love to get into the college game." And uh, he's like, I have an opening for a graduate assistant out here in Sioux Falls. Come on out. So Augustana College went out there. Um, and so there was basically in the cards to, to be a college baseball coach. And then uh, met my future wife out there and uh, moved to, to Madison, Wisconsin, where I worked at Edgewood College coaching baseball. And then she got a job back here, and I coached baseball at DMAC. And, um, you know, uh, uh, coaching, you don't make a ton of money. Um <laughs> So when we decided uh, decided that uh, you know potentially we were gonna uh, want a family, you start looking around of, of what other jobs there are, and uh, at that exact moment, uh, uh, activities coordinator at Valley was opening up, and uh, that kind of got me on the on the on the admin side of things and being in education, and uh, you know I was a behavior interventionist for a year, and I'll and and to this day I still say that that was probably one of my greatest years in 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 what i've done in education because uh i've had a very um a very good life and i've had a lot of opportunities and uh my family uh has been tremendous through things and and working in education you you run into some some kids that don't have all those things and uh being a behavior interventionist opened my eyes to to the other side and uh, for me to be able to help uh, some of those kids through that um, was was a very rewarding year uh, uh, for me. Um, and then getting on the side of, of activities and and athletics and uh, being able to to help and uh, you know having coached at the high school level, having coached at the college level, you know some of these kids want to to take that next step and be able to help them that way. And so yeah, just. Enjoyed all of it, and being and and coaches and in in my life have been been tremendous, and so obviously would like to give back like they gave to me. So that's where I'm at. Well, I got two follow ups there. Yeah. Uh, follow up one: once we get streaming baseball games out here, sure. I think we need you to do some of the, <laughs> the broadcast. No, sure. Terry. Sure. I'm still waiting oh, for my invitation for the basketball games here. I told Eli Boatman anytime he needs a, a sidekick, I'm I'm there to help. Oh, perfect. Fun fact. 
one of the Chicago Cubs radio broadcasters from Lockport Township High School, Ron Coomer, Coom Dog. So uh, maybe we can get Coomer on the broadcast. Maybe. But he's a Cub, so that makes it tough. I worked at his indoor hitting facility for Great guy. Coach uh, Mr. Polberg, high school principal, loves Coom Dog. (laughs) Big big Coomer fan. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Pat. It's great. My second follow-up. So you said you lived in South Dakota for a little while and then Wisconsin. Yep. Which one, I mean, which one would you say was a better place to live? Ooh, that's tough because Sioux Falls is a great town. Uh, Sioux Falls was awesome. Um, Madison was was fantastic. I worked at a small Division three school six blocks from the University of, of Wisconsin. So that was a really cool atmosphere being around that. Um, the first year I was in Wisconsin, uh, we absolutely shattered the uh, snowfall record. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was like 130 inches of snow that year. Um, I lived with a guy from California that had never seen snow before. Um, so uh, I'm going to go Sioux Falls um, just based off of, but Sioux Falls is very cold as well. Great spaces, great yeah. spaces. Yeah, that's right. Great spaces, great spaces. Yeah, one of those. One of those, that's too. One of those. But I, it, both places were, were really great places to live. I enjoyed my four years, two and two. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you brought up money. So speaking of money, we have a couple of fun questions to cap off the episode here. Okay. So if both of you were given a million dollars, what would you do with that on a personal level? And then what would you do with it professionally? A mm, million dollars. I kind of geared this question more towards you, uh, Matt, activities director. Sure. If there's a million dollars to do things around the school district, what are you going to do? But then also, I mean, personally. Sure. Um, That's a good one. So a million dollars, I would definitely uh, find some upgrades to, to our facilities somewhere. To be able to to do that, I mean, it's an awfully broad answer. Well, Specifically, what are you spending a million bucks on? Could you let me answer oh, the sorry, question? Jeezo, <laughs> I was I was getting there. <laughs> you know, obviously being a baseball guy, like, but we're that after the bond pass, we're getting a we're going to be getting new baseball softball fields, which would be would be awesome. So, um, I would say uh, the first and foremost thing that we would do is get a, a brand new uh, state of the art video board at the at the football stadium, um, I think uh, if if you just put a big old LED screen up and then you could do different content up there, I think that's a, an absolute no-brainer. Um, and then probably uh, something similar for the gym, right? And then bounce into the auditorium um, and and check out, see what the the sound system is in there, and do we need any more technology in in that space? So I would say that those, I'd say number one is is the video board on the on the on the football field. Uh, personally, uh, if I had $1 million, um, I would probably go to the casino and put it on black <laughs> and see if I could get $2 million. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> my wife would hate that answer. Um, you know, obviously I would, I would make sure that, uh, my kids were, were set up for, for what they wanted to do in life. And, and I know that's kind of a boring answer, but I would also then, uh, Probably take a few vacations, maybe get some friends involved in that, and and then just invest the rest and and see if uh, see if I could maybe retire a little bit earlier than than what was anticipated. So that's where I'm at. That's great. I think uh, for for North Polk schools, um, I had a lot of conversation over the weekend in a graduate school class that I was talking to um, aspiring teachers that want to become aspiring principals, I should say. 
And a lot of conversation we're having is around, you know, alternative learning environments or, you know, like an academy where whether it was a student with a social emotional um, disorder or uh, issue, students that have extended learning programming or what we call um, talented and gifted, but just an alternative site where we can have non-traditional classrooms, if you will, flexible furniture, maybe bring in some experts, maybe bring in experts from uh, the different fields that make up, you know, the Des Moines metro area where they can come in and speak on behalf of the work that they do um, and, and really kind of create you know, a learning center that makes it, you know, not only a safe place, but a place where students really are going to thrive and thrive at uh, at high levels, uh, you know, whether it's a full day program, half day program, something of that nature. But I think as we continue to look at the evolution of education and how much it's really changed, honestly, in the last five years, 15 years, when you think about it, from professional learning communities to the pandemic to virtual learning online, we're really in the most innovative state that we've ever been in education. So I would invest in some programming that allows us to kind of think outside the box and ensure that we're providing learning opportunities for all of our students that may not necessarily fit the brick and mortar comprehensive school system. Um, and if it's a million dollars, that's a great start. Um, and you know, maybe we could be trendsetters in that. On a personal level, a million dollars, I love the idea of taking care of people around you. I would um, probably start a podcast or a game show where I get to go out and hand out the money to people because Ooh, game show. Love the um, I love <laughs> a lot of times, whether it's you know TikTok or Instagram reels on YouTube, I love watching the people that are giving away money. I, I find that fascinating. And I think to give to somebody else, um, how that makes you feel in your heart and your soul um, is, is twice as much as, is you know, re receiving it. So I, I think I'd probably do something like that and probably invest a little bit of it. But uh, I like the idea of giving it back. That'd be pretty cool, too. And give it to the comments. <laughs> Great answers. I like, I like where your guys' are, heads are at with that. Uh, we kind of talked about food quite a bit already. Um, uh, delving into school lunch, I know both of you, I think, have had some school lunch. What is your favorite meal to have here at North Polk High School? Uh, you can count on me getting that chef salad every day. That's a, that's a done deal. Uh, big fan of it. Um, I've learned to take the Cheez-Its, crunch them up, put them on top of the salad as like a crouton. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Klein has got some what we call mule sauce, some hot sauce uh, in, in the office. And I like, to, I like to jazz it up with a little bit of hot sauce. But, you know, I had the, uh, the pizza last week. I mean, it's not Chicago style, obviously. <laughs> um, but it was hot and crusty, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I think all of our staff in all of our kitchens are doing a great job. Um, it is a really great, well-balanced lunch. It's the right price. And honestly, it makes it's one less thing I have to worry about during the day because now I just I walk down with my lunch team. We all eat together. It's great. Some days it's the salad. Most of the days it's a salad, but then I'll get the hot lunch, and it's really good too. So yeah, the pizza's not bad. Before I answer that, could we? Could I go back to my last answer? A million dollars, maybe shipping like Lou Malnati's. No, okay. School pizza. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll throw that in there. Um, no, uh, I don't. I don't eat uh, school lunch uh, a ton, uh, but the the one that I did enjoy a lot was the. It was a bowl with like mashed potatoes and the chicken, like the chicken nuggets, and then the cheese on top. And it was just that, that was good. Mashed like, potato I, bowl. Yeah, the mashed. Yeah, that now, was good. We have a couple of Iowa boys across from us. There is an urban legend of chili and cinnamon rolls that I've never experienced, and I hear about it all the time from anybody that's native to Iowa. But on the other side of the table, were you able to experience chili 
and cinnamon rolls at school lunch? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I want to hear all about they, this. They, they pair together like a fine wine and cheese. <laughs> I mean, what do I want when I'm having chili? I want a cinnamon roll. Uh, kind of the sweet, savory mix okay. of the two. Um, You're like a Pavlov dog, huh? You were trained to yes. salivate chili, absolutely. cinnamon roll. Now, I don't know that my school chili was ever as good as the chili <laughs> dump that we've experienced wow. here that's, at, that's at the office. Tremendous. Story. Everyone brings in their own container of about uh, two cups of chili, and then we just have a big roasting pan, yep. dump it all in, yep. mix it up. I know it sounds a little weird. It is, it is out of this world. Delicious. We had our second annual chili dump not too long ago. Now, Mr. Icorn here did not participate, but he did support. He, I did. He was I came down. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a chili fan. Yeah, I know. Shocking to the um, listeners already. But you're right. It is surprisingly really good. You bring all these different recipes together. No matter who knows what you made. I don't know if it's hot, if it's spicy, if it's whatever. But it's chili, so you, you put it together, and <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, I. And I feel like I'm a better a person lot. after it. I feel so a lot could go wrong there. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I do have a recommendation. So breakfast pizza, obviously, from Casey's out of this world. School lunch-wise, Tuesdays for breakfast is the sandwich, uh, sausage, egg, and cheese on a whole wheat English muffin. The English muffin is not the best part of it, but still, best breakfast sandwich. I mean, I like it. I can get behind a breakfast sandwich. Oh, yeah, I too. call them sandies, me breakfast too. sandies. I'm yep. a big fan. I will try that next Tuesday. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, that's good. That's great. I lost where we're at. Where? Are we? <laughs> All right, a couple more. Uh, we've taken a trip down memory lane a little bit. So, if you weren't in education, what was your dream job as a child? Yeah, uh, dream job as a child, definitely uh, an athlete of some sort, playing baseball. Um, I thought it was always it would be an awesome job to go out and do it and just keep playing. And you know, then as you get a little bit older, it was it was more I wanted to s- stick around the the sports side of things and. It was going to be broadcasting and, and being on the radio. And in college, I had my own radio show. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> please don't go look those up because it is not good. The archives are <laughs> What was that? The archives are still available. I hope not. That was be- <laughs> I was in college before they were able to do some archives on online. But uh, my buddy and I, we had a good time with it. And, and it was a class, which was pretty cool. So – um, so yeah, I would say definitely, uh, uh, being, uh, around, uh, baseball in some aspect, whether I was playing it or, or broadcasting it. So who was your guy growing up baseball wise that uh, Ken Griffey jr. Oh yeah. So being a white Sox guy, my favorite player was Robin Ventura. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people give me crap for that because he got knocked out by Nolan Ryan when he decided <laughs> to charge them out and get punched in the face seven times. It was not good. Yeah, it was not- uh, but he was always my favorite. That's like the way that he played, and he played hard. And um, I was just – he was he was probably my guy growing up. But you can't go wrong with Ken Griffey Jr. His swing was the best swing out there. And Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame, just saying. <laughs> Uh, okay all right uh dream job yeah very similar to matt i um i loved printed journalism i read the i read the paper every single day i think the i was a really i became a really good reader and writer later in life because i read the newspaper every day front to back i read it from you know i'd start in the sports page in the back and then work my way towards the front and i just loved it i loved getting uh my grandmother got me my first subscription at SI for kids. Well, that was a big deal back in the day. I used to get so excited when that came in the mail. Uh, ESPN, the magazine came out when I was in college about the mid 90s. And I was like, wow, now every month they're coming up with these uh, really great printed articles. And then um, I was always uh, 
known to get up very early at my house and watch the morning news. So I'd watch Bob Surratt and um, and, and Channel Five and watch uh, you know kind of like a Wake Up Chicago um, you know morning newscast. And I, I would never miss it. I loved watching the news, see what's going on, whether it was weather, the sports, the local headlines. Um, and I just for some reason you know we talked about it earlier in the in the podcast, but once I got to school and I got to meet my heroes that were right there in front of me and I got to see them every single day, then it kind of transitioned to that's what I want to do. And I want to serve other people and I want to be mm-hmm. in servant leadership and I want to help others as much as I've been helped. And so that kind of took a back seat. You know, maybe someday that'll come back around. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, I think, yeah. I think we're kind of in a similar boat yeah. there. No doubt. Yeah, so. All right. What unique talent or skill do you have that many others may not know about? Any juggling or unicycle riding in in the bag of tricks? I definitely can't do any of that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I would uh, I would say I don't know if you've ever seen. Uh, um, I, I've never I've never done this with tap shoes, but if you've ever seen Lord of the Dance with yeah. Michael Flatley, I could. Uh, I can move my feet. I believe pretty a, well. I believe there's a high school talent show coming up that uh, <laughs> I think we need to see this at. And here's the reason uh, why I'm mesmerized is I heard last week you did a very simple stretching exercise <laughs> in a team meeting, and there was a hamstring that may have been pulled no, a little too far. It was it so was, this yeah. flailing of the legs. Yep. That's the lower the lower part of the legs are, are pretty okay. good. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. and and you're you're not wrong. That was an accurate. I was worried about you. Yeah, I I definitely pulled something. We had the nurse on the exercise. on, the, on yes. the hot dial there. Yeah, you're not kidding. Yep. I may or may not have asked about workman's comp and told that that would not qualify. So <laughs> that's funny. Uh, my hidden talent is I do impressions of people I work with, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really good at it. And if you put me on the spot right now, I will not do it. <laughs> but I can do impressions. Um, and it's all in good love. It's cause, cause I really enjoy sure. the people I work with, but I, I like to do impressions or, um, you know, kind of, uh, segue into like, you know, Hey, here's what he said, or here's what she said, but then do it in their voice, their tone and their mannerisms. That's yep. one of the funny things yep. I like to do. And that's a compliment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Uh, winning dance contests are things that I would do. Champion. Yeah. You're a champion. Never that. Yeah. Well, the other one, not, but not like real good dancing. Oh, like yeah. it's just the effort. Yes, <laughs> yes, the effort is, is there. Trust me. The other thing I was going to say for Mr. Blackmore, yeah. I mean, a stomach of steel. Oh yeah, I I have seen this guy eat a giant glob of wasabi in one sweeping spoonful. Yeah, it's a problem. Didn't even flinch. It's a problem. And the speed of which I eat. It's a real, I don't know why, but if you sit down and eat lunch with me, uh, 10 times out of 10, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to finish that plate of food before you and maybe even have seconds. So uh, hot sauce, wasabi, nothing phases me. It's it's a problem. I feel like I'm the complete opposite of you. Yes, we're so similar, but yes, when it yeah, comes to the, yeah. that palate, it's okay. a little bit different. And that's okay. I mean, everybody's you know created a little bit differently. That's fine. But uh, Eat bland food slowly, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, it's a great story. Yes. I mean, your first uh, team luncheon this summer, we go out for pizza, and Mr. Klein is gracious enough to place the order of pizza. We're at a very nice, very good pizza fry yeah. pizza. It's yeah. Leaning great Tower place. in Ankeny. Yeah. Uh, so he goes ahead and puts the pizza order in, and I'm getting elbows to the side from <laughs> Mr. Icorn saying, hey, 
You got to back that up. Dude. I need. <laughs> I'm eating none of those here. pieces of pizza. He's putting a lot of different things on that pizza that I'm just not going to be a part of. And then, hey, did I? St- I was there you for did. you. You did because I, I didn't. Because I would have figured it out. Because I'm just. It was too early. Can in we the get game. another pizza with <laughs> too early uh, in the game for me. To was say it just anything. pepperoni? Do we have? No, just sausage. Oh, it was just sausage. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to need a cheese and sausage on the side. And we so did I appreciated we that. Appreciated that fifth pizza coming. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, a couple more to wrap this up. We're almost to the end of the first semester of the school year. Crazy to believe. Yep. But what has been the most memorable moment of the school year so far? I know, Mr. Eichhorn, you've had a lot since you've already stepped on in July yep. as far as activities are concerned. But if there's anything else that you can touch on, the most memorable moment of the school year. Yeah, I would just, I mean, since I got, since I've been here, you know, baseball, softball both made it to state, football team made it to the Dome. Um, volleyball had a great season, you know, in the regional finals, um, cross country team. We had a couple of people make it the state dance team did an un- unbelievable job, uh, at, at their competition. Uh, winter guard did unbelievable. The marching band went and watched them at state at, at, uh, at Waukee, you know, a just a day that day. Oh, it great was, weather. yeah. Great weather. Yeah. Yeah. My son, uh, was not pleased that it was rainy and 31 degrees, but <laughs> we got through it. Um, I would just say that the most kind of memorable thing for me so far is just, uh, uh, this community and how, uh, they've welcomed me and my family with open arms and, um, just seeing people around and, and, and seeing our community members out at every, event that we have is just is just been awesome for me so just uh, i know it's not one specific thing but it's just uh uh since i've been here it's just uh, such a sense of pride with 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 combination and and all that and just super excited and proud to to be a part of it that's really well said um from a district standpoint one of the unique things about the position that i serve the district in student services i get a chance to get in all five buildings that make up North Polk Community Schools. What you see in the classroom, uh, and Mr. Klein uh, and Mr. Fleshner, Ben, I mean, we've, we've walked classrooms. The teaching that you see at high levels is incredible. When you look at the collaboration that's going on from one classroom to the next classroom, it's really special. And I think when you look at the evolution of the district going from a smaller district 10 years ago, a little over 1,000 students to now over 2,000, climbing to 2,500, climbing to 3,000 students, we haven't lost our values. And I think Mr. Klein's done a great job with ensuring that our vision continues our mission statement stays with us learn our learning for all learning from all mm-hmm. and you know coming out of the pandemic culture is tough in all public schools and what i've seen is we're persevering we are stronger together than we ever have been before our district is committed to learning at high levels that's adults learning all the time uh, the support of a school board that's tremendous even with two new school board members um, they're jumping on board and, and, and staying right in line with all the, all the goals that we have and the, and the um, values that we have created over the years. And even though the district continues to grow and there's new families that are coming in, we're really staying true to our roots of being you know, kind of small town Iowa and supporting one another um, from fellowship to respect, responsibility, all those good things. And it is really cool to, you know, the, the, the Go Comets culture, I think, mm-hmm. is what I would call it. You know, what yep. we've instituted, just everywhere you go, you hear it, you see it. Um, from the red and black to the logo to um, activities to classrooms, it's really cool. There's this is Destination School District. I've said it from day one. Um, we're very lucky to be here, um, and it's and it's an honor. And you know, as far as the best thing of the school year, um, it's that we're here. We're together. We're always yep. in learning, and yep. I, and I don't take that for granted any day because, as we all know, we lost that a couple years ago. So very very yep. blessed to have every day together. 
our final question. They're going to make High School Musical 17 about North Polk High School. Who would you like to play you in a movie? And I, I, I say that in jest. Ooh. Any movie about you. Maybe it's the documentary of your life. What actor would you like to play you? Ooh. I feel like you've thought about this one. It's a great question. What well, is? Um, at my grad school class I was teaching, I had one of the students said to me two weeks ago that I looked like Carson Daly. Oh, yeah. And I act like Carson Daly, mm. which is great if he's doing TRL on MTV <laughs> back in 2000. I'm fine with that, Carson Daly. But now he's on Good Morning America. I think I'm in better shape. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shoot for the moon. I'm going to go Leo. I want, hey, if we're going to go big, give me Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm, gosh dang, I'm trying to think here. Like, you know, because is it is it younger me where I had more hair on my head and and less hair on my face, or is it you know I got the bald with the with the beard going? You kind of look you like know. Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad a little bit. You got a little bit of that right. Breaking Bad look. Well, I I said this uh, around Halloween time. I think Pitbull. <laughs> if you get if you get the sunglasses on, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I think Pitbull could play a great Matthias. Funny, you form. said you can dance. Now it's funny. All so funny you said that is because uh, when I was working at Woodward Granger, I was the MC for announcing the the prom, right? And I wore my suit and I had my sunglasses on, and all the kids were like, "Mr. Icorn, you you look like Pitbull." <laughs> and so that's not the first time I've heard it. So we'll we'll roll with that, Mr. Klein. All right. Pitbull. I don't know how good of an actor he is, but if he could dance a little bit. If anything, that's a great nickname for you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. In. I'll take it. Well, we appreciate your time uh, joining us today. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for all that you do for our North Polk students. Um, we appreciate you, and uh, and I'm sure you'll be back in another episode. Would love it. Here love on back. into yep. the future. Southside. Yep. Thanks for having us. Hey, go, go Comets. Go, go Comets, Comets, baby. Appreciate it.